Welcome to Socially Powered Digital Marketing Show, the digital marketer's guide to emerging technology, covering blockchain, cryptocurrency, and social media disruption. I'm Aaron Sell, your host of the show. This week, we will be discussing personal branding and going deep into what is a personal brand and who needs one with Christine Gritman, founder, Gritman.com. Christine empowers small business owners and solopreneurs to tell their own stories on social media. You can do it, and she'll teach you how. She's spoken on stages worldwide and is a frequent expert guest on podcasts, live streams, Twitter chats, and blog posts, as well as hosting her own weekly show. Welcome to the show, Mrs. Christine Gritman. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. Christine's got some some fun stuff that she's been working on lately. I would love to hear what you're working on. Absolutely. So I've been a uh, social media strategist for small businesses for a while now, and I realized that where it always starts is getting clear on branding. And especially lately, I've been working with people a lot on their personal branding, putting themselves into their professional presence online in a bigger way. And so I recently have decided that I'm, I'm focusing a lot more than I have been before on personal branding. I'm still teaching people how to use social media, but I'm also really focusing on helping people put themselves into their brands in a bigger way. That is something that is so near and dear to my heart. I love personal branding. And we've recently been putting together a video series of personal branding that she invited me to be a part of. And I'm, I'm all about the, the visual aspects of personal branding. As many of you that know me know that like I paint my nails with my company colors. I have stickers. I have signs with my company logo and um, in, my, in my branded colors. And have so. you dyed the ends of your hair your brand color, Erin? That is the true test of You're commitment. You're right. I have brand. not. I have not done that. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, except for my colors are coral and teal, and my hair is dark brown. So I feel like that would be a tough combo to get to. I don't well, know. Well, you know, you could bleach the ends of your hair. You could dye it teal. And then, you know, the, the, the coral can just come in on your makeup. Oh, that's true. Or my, this is a my podcast. Outfit. So for those who can't see me, because this is a podcast, the ends of my hair are red. I'm, I'm sitting in front of a red curtain. I happen to be wearing a red shirt today. And uh, if I were doing a video, I'd probably have red lipstick on and possibly I was, even red nails. I was just going to say the only <laughs> thing that's missing is your red lips. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I have lip gloss right here. We really want to go for it. <laughs> well, maybe we should, and then we could just take a picture. Of, take a uh, picture anyway, girl. I got to put this on Instagram. Uh, right? That's funny. I just did, I just recorded with somebody else and totally forgot to take a picture. First question I have for you is, how would you define a personal brand? I would say it's the version of you that exists in people's minds. And all of us have a version of ourselves that exist in people's minds, many versions of ourselves that exist in people's minds. But when it's in a professional context, I think that it really matters that we define that and that we sort of reduce the number of versions of ourselves that are in people's minds because we ideally want 
to have everything sort of rowing in the same direction towards our objective of what we want our, pre our professional presence to achieve. I, I absolutely love that answer. And I was just thinking, I think this is kind of fun because I get to turn the tables on you. Oh, yeah. Last, last time we talked, it was you <laughs> interviewing me, and now I get to interview you. You so. and like 45 other people. Like that's why it's right. gone from being a video to being multiple videos. Apparently a lot of people were, were game for this one, which is fantastic. I have like a whole, I have months worth of material. <laughs> which, is, which is amazing. I mean, I, and I, I think at some point, maybe um, a little bit later in this conversation, we should talk about what you are doing and how you're pulling that all together. Cause I think it's really cool. What is, what is your reasoning for why it is that you need to have a, a personal brand? And then how do you how do you even go about figuring out what that looks like? So I'm going to paraphrase Bob Berg. And I paraphrase this so frequently that I should really get it. I keep joking I'm going to get a tattoo of it, but I really might, uh, which <laughs> is that people don't buy from companies. People buy from people who they know, like, and trust. 100%. So, so in order to really stand out and in order to really resonate and in order to really stick with people and make those kinds of connections that not only lead to business, but that lead to relationships, which are beyond the transactional, uh, you really need to connect on a more human level. And here's the great part. Everyone is more interesting than they think they are. So many people feel like, well, I don't, I don't want to be a personal brand either because they feel like there's something weirdly uncouth about sort of branding yourself and putting yourself out there in what feels like a salesy way right. or because they say, well, you know, I just, I mean, why, why would anyone, I'm not that interesting. And that's completely not true. Everyone has interesting things about them. It's usually the things they're trying to hide to be quite honest. Uh, people feel like in order to be professional, this idea of what professional means is actually very, very bland. It's all the edges kind of sanded off and, you know, being kind of going towards that idealized standard. And that's terrible. That's kind of the worst thing you could do to stand out. There's so much noise in the world right now, especially online. And online is where everybody is, even when it's not a pandemic. Um, that right. really need to stand out amidst that noise with so many people wanting the attention of the same people whose attention you want. How are you going to get that attention? How are you going to warrant it? How are you going to inspire it? How are you going to make it worthwhile if they give you their attention? And the answer to that is to rock out the parts of you that are unique. And you don't have to invent things. I mean, you don't have to be a completely original creation. I mean, again, we talked about how I'm everything red, 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 red. I didn't invent the color red. Who else is red? A million brands. Coca-Cola is red. Virgin is red. So many other things are red. I didn't invent something new, but the fact is I embraced it. I embodied it. And now people tell me all the time that they think of me when they see red things. And that's really what it is. It's about figuring out the things that you already love the things that you already do uh, before I went before I went out on a limb as you know a personal brand or whatever I I had all sorts of red stuff I just did it was my favorite color I wasn't quite this over the top with it but you know I took something that was genuine and turned it up to eleven and that's really what it's all about that's how you're going to be able to maintain it first of all <laughs> because then it doesn't become a whole extra job you're just 
doing you. But then also, uh, if it's fake, if something's fake, if uh, you created this image of yourself, like in a lab, you know, if you're if you're playing a role that was advised via data, uh, people are going to see through that. It's not going to resonate. There, there's something on a on kind of a deep energetic level if you're faking it, and there's something on a deep energetic level if you are not faking it. And I think especially right now with the world on edge and with connections being made online, which can make it a little more difficult to get those energies across, now more than ever, people really have to find those human pieces of themselves that can resonate with others and just shoot them into the sky. So I'm, I'm really excited about everything you just said. And part of that is I just finished recording before we recorded this show with somebody else and we were talking about storytelling and it's these two uh, episodes are going to tie so nicely together because everything you just said is basically reiterated in the upcoming episode with my friend Holly and we're talking all about how you need to go beyond the surface and really dig deep into your story and share a part of yourself with your audience, with your followers. That's how you build those connections. And, and I also think it's, it's hilarious too, because um, the whole thing of you with the color red totally goes back to me. Before I ever started my company, I kept finding myself drawn to my two colors, teal and coral. And my house like everything in my house was teal and coral, teal and coral. And then I created my company. And as I was doing that, guess what colors came to mind <laughs> to create my, my logo? Teal Purple and, coral. and gold. No, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> so, and then, and then it's, it has, it's just made it easy. Like I get my nails done that color. That's, I find all, I mean, I'm constantly finding stuff in my wardrobe that I, you know, I use those colors. Um, I have changed a little bit just because I speak a lot on Instagram. So now I, sometimes I'll do like more of the Instagrammy colors, but mm -hmm. it's still the, it's still always the teal and coral. So I'll never forget years ago before I was in business, I, I was watching Breaking Bad and that show used color a lot, like certain colors, you know, meant certain things. And one of the things they did is the character of Marie, everything was purple. Everything she owned was purple. She had a purple teapot. She had purple curtains, purple, purple, purple. And at first I was like, that's interesting that that's part of how they show that, you know, Marie is a little too much. Maybe she's a little kooky because everything's the same darn color. And then I looked around and I realized I was literally sitting in a red room. <laughs> My family room in that house was red. The next room had red curtains. I do have a red teapot. I was like, oh, oh, hey, <laughs> my red KitchenAid, how you doing? And again, <laughs> this was before it was a brand. I just was, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, put myself forth as that or anything. I was just a person and I realized, wow, okay. So yeah, maybe that's just a thing. Or maybe I'm crazy too, who knows? No, I don't think so. I really don't. Little don't. Column A, little uh, column B. <laughs> That's funny. Um, red actually used to be my favorite color and my favorite thing. I still have some remnants of when red was my I favorite. I see some red so like my, behind you. Yes. Yeah, so that would actually be uh, my chief's towel from the Super Bowl. So definitely ah. there's still, there's still red around because I'm a, I, I'm a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. So, you know, red will, red will never go away. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I would I would love to hear how somebody who isn't really sure how to go about creating their own brand, what, what are some recommendations that you would have if you're trying to figure out what your brand is or, you know, how to put it out there into the world? Well, one really big thing I'd say that's going to save you a lot of trouble is don't think about what it should be in terms of some sort of ideal or mold that you're trying to fit. And don't think of it as being necessarily tied to what you are presently doing for a living, whether that's an employer, whether that's a job function. Because if you if you play your cards right, your personal brand is going to be something that first of all comes from who you are as a person. And second of all, you can develop that value and bring it anywhere you go. If you have a strong personal brand and you change careers or change companies, I mean, I'm not even 40 and I'm on my fourth career. It happens. And so if you have that personal brand, you can take that through any shifts you may make and it will just add so much value to anything that you do. It's a really valuable transferable thing that you have there if you build it off of you and not off of your current situation regarding your job or your position or your function. Um, that being said, I would say the first place to start is to think about what people tend to call out, what people tend to notice in you. If people say, oh, I saw this thing at a store and it totally made me think of you, or I saw this thing on TV and it was so you, look, dig into that a little bit. Look at what those common factors are that people consider being so you. Not just people who are close to you, like your mom, your best friend, your partner, but also people who don't know you very well. What stands out to them? And I'm not saying you have to go do some sort of survey of everyone you've ever met, but the fact is if you start really listening for it and if you start hearing what people say to you that they're noticing, that's a good starting place. And um, so, so look at those things, figure out which things are things that you're like, yeah, I stand by that, that is totally me. And which things you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't and know things, that was a thing about me. <laughs> yeah, the things that are like, what? Um, figure out if you want to embrace those or not. If you don't want to embrace those, uh, maybe tuck that back a little. But the stuff that is you and that you're like, yes, that is me and I want to rock that out. Rock it out. Pump it up a little bit extra. And it's it's something people will continue to notice about you and it won't feel like a chore and it won't feel like a job and it won't feel like you're playing a role because you're playing the role of you. It's like you're on a reality show. I mean, the people on reality shows aren't acting exactly like that at all times, but the fact is, you know, they're not scripted either. Well, be realer than a reality yeah. show, I should say. <laughs> be realer than that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's probably good advice. Throwing wine in people's faces, but... <laughs> Be realer than a reality show. That's a good rule of thumb for a personal brand too. I, I love that. I yeah, love but that. then also, even though I said it can't be tied to what you do for a living, you also can't make that a secret. Because if we're talking about a personal brand, you got to keep that brand part in mind too. You ultimately are putting yourself out there as this personal brand towards some sort of goal, one would imagine. So don't make it hard for people to figure out what that is. Don't make it a mystery what it is you do for a living. Don't make it a mystery for people to figure out how to contact you, where to find you, uh, what they would even want to be finding you for. You never want someone to say, 
oh, I know I know who this person is, but I don't know why. Like, why do I know this person? Because the next thing they're going to say after that is that they're going to click on follow. True. And, and so just to add something there is you want to make sure in part of your brand building that when you are going online to the different platforms, one of the things that I always tell people is to be sure and grab your brand if you can and your usernames, right? So yes. like I'm on all the platforms at Socially Powered. So any, any, any platform you go to, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, you know you can look for me at Socially Powered and you're going to find me. Yep. Yeah. And that's so hard. You like, you really want to make sure you can't assume that it'll be there later. Right. Um, even if there's a platform you're not super into right now, you might want to grab that username anyway, just in case it becomes more of a thing. I used to not be super into Twitter and now I'm super into Twitter. I mean, you really never know how things will shift. So it's good to have that name nailed down. Um, I, my journey was a little confusing because I, got a lot of my social media handles when I was a journalist. And so I sort of followed the same format as my email address. And that maybe wasn't the best. Like I would just be Christine Gritman or even Gritman or something on things, not C Gritman. I'm C Gritman on Instagram and Twitter, but I built my brand while I was at the paper and then transferred it to my own business when I left. Right. So it's, um, so that's a little tricky. If I could go back, I'd do that differently. But I mean, I just I just started a new show and a new Twitter chat and naming was torture. I had a name that I loved and it was taken. And then I'd come back with another name that I loved and it was taken. And a lot of times, this is the Hardest worst part. <laughs> the names I really wanted were not in active use, but they had technically been taken. And I'm like, I don't want to build something and then get a cease and desist. So that was hard. Um, so, so it's definitely a good idea if you can to just really grab it, grab it everywhere you can. Just own it. Right. Literally, yeah. financially own it. <laughs> yeah. Even if you don't plan on being on that platform. In some cases, misspellings too. I mean, I my website again. I was lazy. It's Gritman.com because my husband has owned Gritman.com since before we even met, and you know now it's mine. But uh, I also bought. ChristineGritman.com and it just redirects to Gritman.com. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I have, I, I keep telling myself someday I'm going to build myself a, a real like speaker page. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I haven't done it. So I have AaronCell.com and then I have, yeah. of course, sociallypowered.com, but AaronCell just redirects. Yeah. That way, if you're searching for me, you still find me. Exactly. Right. Um, so how do you, how do you recommend or what do you, how do you work with people to help them convey that personal brand online? Because I mean, I know that we've mentioned a lot of things like as far as, you know, the hair color and what you wear and, you know, putting your, your logo and your, your name everywhere. Um, what other ideas do you have behind, you know, really sharing that message? Online. Yeah, I don't even encourage my clients to go that crazy with it. They're not me. <laughs> but I I start with figure I start with really teasing out what rocks about them, like what's awesome, what's different, what's unique. And people frequently start out thinking the answer is well not a whole lot. 
So it's it's almost it's almost a little bit of therapy at the beginning, sort of asking the right guiding questions to tease out of them the things that they don't think are special, but that are. So that's a huge part of it. And um, I also encourage them to come up with, they don't have to have like a specific color, but I try to get some some type of visual look, whether it's colors, whether it's using a certain filter, whether it's a certain type of content, if they have a logo, whatever it is, having something visually consistent. And again, they don't have to be super samey samey about every single post they do on social media or every single element of their website, but it has to have some sort of common visual thread on some level because people who are going to see that content online, they're going to register it visually first and you want it to register as theirs. And we also talk a lot about keywords, you know, and I don't even mean from a strict SEO standpoint. I mean, what words are the people who need them using to try to find them? And I make sure that they put those words into things and that those words resonate with who they are and the values they're trying to get across. We talk a lot about values too. You know, why are you doing what you're doing? It's not just to make money because there's a million ways to make money. So why are you doing this? But then we also talk about what they ultimately, what's in it for the person who needs to find them. And what's in it is not their product or service. What's in it is an end feeling. What are they delivering to people? They're delivering to people, yes, a product or service, but that's a way of getting to an end goal, which, you know, sometimes it's money also, but the fact is it's an end feeling. Like what I deliver to my clients is a feeling of, okay, I've got this. Okay, I have what it takes to sustain my business. I have what it takes to put it out there. I have what it takes to get seen. That's a feeling. That's a feeling of empowerment. That's a feeling of confidence. And yeah, it's going to result in money for them, but I'm not delivering them money. I'm delivering them confidence and competence and uh, the things that they'll be able to use in order to get money. So, so think, think about that stuff. Think about the deeper levels of what you do beyond what the transaction looks like on the outside. It's not, I deliver this service so that my client can have this done. It's deeper on both sides. It's why am I delivering this service? Why, why did I get into this? What's my why? What's my driving force? And then it's what's their driving force for hiring me? What are they trying to get out of it? How did they wanna feel at the end? And yes, that does tie to what you do for a living, but the fact is your content can express that. And if your values are really aligned, they're probably going to be similar in whatever you go into next. If you change careers, you're probably going to have similar motivating factors and similar values so you can bring with you. Yep. No, that's fantastic. Um, I wanted to touch base on, so one of the things that you've been doing is um, you do a lot with live streams and you talked about Twitter and Twitter chat. So how do you bring that branding into those live streams and the Twitter chats? Sure. Well, again, I'm a very visual girl, so my brand is very visual. That doesn't have to be the dominant factor in everyone's branding, by the way. Sometimes it can be their brand voice. Sometimes it can be catchphrases. Not everyone is so visual. I am, though. So a big part of my brand is showing my face, certainly. That's really big for me. And so that's one very clear way of recognizing that it's my content because it's me. Right. 
So my face is all over the place, uh, and that's part of where live streams come in handy. Also on Twitter, I've made my own GIFs, and I've become very well known <laughs> for my own animated GIFs of me. Uh -huh. That has certainly spiraled <laughs> a lot more than I expected in terms of getting my face out there and being known for my GIFs. But again, Something my- else I, I have to add here, because huh? I remember the first time I met you, Mm -hmm. We were at social media. I think it was the first time I met you. We were at social media marketing world and you had the alien. Oh yes, I did. <laughs> that was a few years ago. Yeah. Well that I won at Andrew and Pete's session because Andrew uh, and Pete's session was alien themed. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know if we actually knew each other, but I just remember seeing you walking down the halls and I know we stopped and took a picture with the alien in front of, you know, one of the social media marketing world banners. Well, so. again, I take a lot of selfies with people everywhere I go, especially conferences. And that is multiple fold. Part of it is I'm very social, but part of it is that we take the selfie. We both post the selfie. We tag each other. It gets my face out there. It gets my name out there. And it keeps me in contact with them because I know who I'm in the selfie with because I tagged them and I posted them and we're engaging right. now. So that is a that is kind of a relationship thing there. But to get back to the live streaming and the GIF, I feel like in general, my personality, not, not everyone likes my personality and that's just fine. But the people who do like it really like it. I'm, I'm likable. And so I need to kind of use that and rock that. And the best way to show your personality, the best way to convey your personality is video, especially live video, because it's unpolished. You're speaking off the cuff. People really trust that they're seeing the real you, because quite honestly, they are. Um, unless you're a fabulous improvisation. Yeah, really hard, really hard to fake it when you're live. Exactly. Yeah. So especially if things go wrong, when things go wrong on a live stream, and if you do enough live streaming, they certainly will. People yep. really get to see how you handle that. Do you, does the facade crack or do you handle it in character, which is accurate. So there's that. Um, on Twitter also, I mean, again, I'm a nice lady. So being supportive and really kind of shouting other people out and supporting other people is a very big part of me. And it has thus also been put forth as part of my brand. So on Twitter, I spend way more time in the notifications section than anywhere else because I want to make sure that if someone tags me in something, if someone responds to something of mine or something like that, I want to make sure I'm all over it. I want to make sure I'm giving them love back. I want to make sure I'm shouting them out. And if someone does something awesome, and that's where my feed comes in. If someone's doing something awesome, I want to share that and shout them out and engage with that. So engaging a tremendous amount. Um, also, I mean, when you engage as much as I do, much like on live video, it's clear that it's not fake because you can't really fake it at that scale. <laughs> right. Well, and I know, I know how you are, especially on Twitter, like, I feel like every conference you're like on way up on the leaderboard for mm -hmm. tweets and, and all that. You are way, way better at that than I am. I'm Twitter's not really my jam. It uh, wasn't mine for a long time. Live tweeting sessions at conferences kind of started that a little bit for me. 
because I wanted to share the information. I really like being a source of information for people. And I also wanted to get relationships going with, with these people who I was learning so much from. And that's a great way to get speaker attention too, honestly. Yep. Um, oh yeah. If you're the, if you're the top tweeter, of yeah. whatever that session is, then suddenly yeah, people want to meet you. Yep. It, it's fantastic. And then when people come up to you and want to meet you, you can say, Hey, let's get a selfie together. And they feel excited that this person they've been following all day wants to selfie with them. And I feel excited because I'm, I'm getting to do that thing of, you know, posting a selfie with people. It sounds so shallow. It's so funny. I'm listening to myself. I'm like, this sounds so vapid. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I swear, I also really like making sure that I'm able to bring information to people. And by being visible, it makes it that much easier to do it. And, and so that's why I love selfies with people. I love live streaming. I love my gifts because it lets people feel like they know me. And I absolutely, absolutely love it when someone meets me someplace in real life after having followed me online and they tell me, Oh my God, you're exactly like you. I'm like, yep, <laughs> I sure am. Yep. So I, I, I'm same. So I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing by any means. Yeah. I think that it's a good thing and it shows that you are, you know, honestly you. Keeping it real. Yep. So I do want you to talk about what what you've been working on mm -hmm. and what is the best way to, um, you know, connect with you, obviously. And um, yeah. Sure. So as I said before, um, I realized that the work that I do with people already has always kind of started with doing that brand work, with figuring out what's special about them, with helping them stand out as a human and putting themselves into their business more deeply. And I realized that I really wanted to sort of spin that out into its own thing and do a bit more personal brand coaching, partially because there's this whole audience of marketers who don't know how to market themselves. And that was kind of untapped. And I realized, oh, I can, I can do that too. I don't just have to help people who don't know how to do social media, which has been who I've been helping for the past four years, though I'm still helping them. But I can help anybody because everybody, almost everybody, uh, has a little trouble figuring out how to put themselves forth in that way. So um, I always take August to sort of recalibrate myself and my business and what I'm doing. And this year I knew by June, what I would be focusing on in August and September and beyond. I knew that I wanted to make a bigger splash in the personal branding space. It's something that I decided I wanted to become known for. And so I, I've had a Facebook Live interview show since April of 2017 called Social. And it's been a mixed bag. It's been just experts in social media talking about the topic of their expertise which is great. I have a tremendous amount of content from that that I'm trying to figure out what to do with um, in terms of repurposing because it's valuable and it's wonderful. But I, everybody has a show like that. So I decided that starting this week um, when we're recording this, which is the beginning of September, starting this month in September, I am launching a new show and it's all about personal branding. And every Friday on Facebook Live at noon Eastern, I am interviewing an expert about a different element of personal branding. And when I was sort of doing the proof of concept for myself, I wrote this sort of wish list of who I would want on my show. 
and it's glorious. And I realized that I have like the whole first season thought out, which is fantastic. And right now, as of today, I have every slot booked through the end of December. And I have a huge wish list for 2021, but I'm not touching it yet. I'll, I'll start asking those people at like the end of November. Right. But it just became so clear of, oh, I want to talk to this person about that and this person about that. So it is still varied. Every week you are going to get something different, some different angle of personal branding. But it's all about personal branding. On the other side of that, so that's that's my live video show because I love live video and I feel like Facebook for me is the best place for live video because they've really made themselves a good repository for it. And now you can have a show page, which you couldn't do before. So that's a new thing. So I decided I wanted to do like a series page. But I've also discovered that my Twitter audience is so much more engaged than my audience anywhere else. And I wanted to put that to good use and to make that a part of this journey too. And I participate in a ton of Twitter chats, Thursdays in particular. Thursday's a very heavy Twitter chat day for me. I participate in three in a row. I've got Madeline Sklar's (laughs) Twitter Smarter, uh, which is sort of the queen of Twitter chats there, Madeline Sklar's Twitter Smarter. And then I have a Gora Pulse agency chat, and then I have Rob and Kennedy email hour. And there's all sorts of other chats. Uh, There's Natalie Gregg, Lead Loudly. There's great chats out there. But I became a very active participant in them and a very popular participant in them. And I said, you know what? Why don't I do my own? And so now I also have a Twitter chat of my very own on Tuesdays at noon Eastern. I like sticking to noon Eastern. It's very easy. My, my Facebook Live is Friday noon Eastern. My Twitter chat is Tuesday noon Eastern. But the Twitter chat, chat about brand, I don't have a guest for it. So I don't have my Facebook Live guest coming on and guesting on the Twitter chat because I didn't want to take up that much of people's time. But the topic is the same. So the topic of the Twitter chat on Tuesday will always relate to the topic of the interview I'm doing on Facebook Live on Friday. And I'm trying to cross-pollinate those audiences. I would really like to get more of my Twitter followers watching my Facebook Live show. And I'd really like to get more of my Facebook followers um, trying to maybe engage a little bit on the Twitter chat. And regardless, um, the Twitter chat is already making the Facebook live stream better because I'm soliciting questions and I'm going to show some of the top tweets um, that our wonderful friend Jen Cole is compiling for me into a Twitter moment every week. Thank you, Jen Cole. So I'm going to take some of those top tweets and sort of pop them up periodically when it's relevant throughout the Facebook live. So I'm really trying to cross pollinate those audiences in a greater way. I'm also going to have, I have an intern now and she's going to be creating a blog out of every week's show. So I'm trying to still make the Facebook live show the star. That's still the crown jewel for me because that's still my jam live video. But I am also embracing instead of fighting (laughs) the fact that my Twitter audience, I just learn so much from them and they're so appreciative of what they learn from me. And I want them to be a bigger part of this. Oh, and I have a giveaway too. I'm doing giveaways. Yeah, every week. I'm having a sponsored giveaway and basically I'm asking a sponsor for two of it. And one of them gets given away to a live participant in the Twitter chat. And one of them gets given away to a live participant in the uh, comment section of the Facebook show. That's awesome. So so that's an added little something. It's something that'll help people rock their personal brand online. 
Yeah. So we will um, definitely link to all of that. Um, mm -hmm. The Twitter chats that you talked about, your Facebook Live, so everybody can go connect and follow Christine um, there and then be entered to win those fabulous giveaways. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, are there any last closing, you know, insights or pieces of wisdom that you want to share with the audience? I mean, I think the biggest thing that I'd say is the things that make you unique are probably things that you take for granted and the things that are going to resonate with other people and keep you in their minds are probably things you take for granted or things you may even devalue. So really look objectively, look at yourself as if you were your best friend, not as yourself. And, you know, what do you think rocks about that person? What do people who love you think rocks about you? Just try to look at things through that lens and it'll help you see that you're more interesting than you think. And hopefully it'll help you put yourself forward with a little bit more confidence and a little bit more of a unique spin. I love that. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And do Thanks you want to have me on one, one last time? Um, best way to connect with you? Is it Twitter? So I'm, the, I'm the only Christine Gritman there is. Grit like when something's gritty, mun like Monday. And so I'm, I'm Christine Gritman all over the place. I'm C Gritman on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Christine Gritman Inc. on Facebook. And just Christine Gritman on LinkedIn. I'm Gritman.com. Pretty easy to find. Just look up Christine Gritman. It'll be me. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was an amazing interview with Christine Gritman. Thank you so much for being on the show. I just wanted to remind everybody to be sure to subscribe to whatever podcast player it is that you're listening to us on so that you don't miss out on our latest updates. And be sure to follow us on all the socials. We are at Socially Powered, sharing tips, tricks, and the latest episodes on all things social, crypto, and blockchain related. Thanks and have a great day.